3: Did you hear about this? Did Shannon Sharp cross the line? Did he do Julio Jones dirty by putting his phone conversation on live television during Undisputed? We do not think that's exactly how this played out, even though some are saying so. Jones admitted he's done with the Falcons. We break it down for you, toss it up, put, put some sauce on it. We get to it right now. Here it is, our number four. Keeping up with the Joneses. Well. Come in the beginning of another hour of the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere as we jumble together coast-to-coast, border-to-border, and beyond on the vast and powerful microphones of FSR emanating live from inside the theater, the theater of the mind, the Fox Sports Radio Studios. We thank you for connecting. With us and being part of the show. So our lead this hour comes from the Department of Confirmation. And it involves the rampant speculation circling around the future of Julio Jones in Atlanta. Now you might have heard, maybe not, maybe you missed this, what happened in the last 24 hours. Maybe you're not cut up to speed. I'll give you the... Thumbnail recap here. So Julio Jones, who has had his name floated by the Atlanta Falcons, it, uh, he's going to go somewhere else. Some think he's over the hill, but everyone on the edge of their seat, where's Julio Jones going to go? Well, Julio, we don't know where he's going to end up, but he has confirmed that he wants to hightail it out of Atlanta, and he does not want to play for the Falcons anymore. Uh, now, what is my evidence? This played out on live television. It happened during Undisputed, yesterday's edition of Undisputed on Fox Sports 1. Shannon Sharp and Skip Bayless were side-by-side, mono a mano Tweedledee and Tweedledum. There they were. And Shannon Sharp, who's friends with a lot of guys because he played in the NFL and he knows this guy, that guy, and, and whatnot. So on the air, Shannon Sharp calls up Julio Jones. Julio Jones answers his phone. And is then asked about his future with the Falcons and if he would potentially join the Cowboys. You might remember a story that we talked about the other day. There were some photos going around of Julio Jones wearing a Cowboy sweater. And is that a sign? I think, was it mean? That, that kind of thing. Was it Photoshop? Uh, so Skip Bayless, who's a Cowboy lapdog, uh, he was all excited. He was aroused at the possibility of Julio Jones ending up. In Dallas, well, uh, so Shannon Sharp asked the question, as Warner Wolf would say, let's go to the audio tape. Here's how it played out on live
4: television. You want to go to the Cowboys, Julio? Or you want to stay in Atlanta? Oh, man, nah, I'm out of there, man. You He's out of there. Out. He's out of there. Are you me. going to – ideally, where would you like to go?
5: Uh, right now, I'm just – I want to win.
3: Yeah, I want to win. Hey. Cursed, I guess. All right, so now some people are very upset at that soundbite. You say, oh, my God, how could Shannon Sharp have done that, right? That Sharp did not inform Julio Jones that he was on live television? How dare him? The complaints. There have been some columns written by bleeding-heart bloggers that this was a Horrific situation. How dare this happen? This cannot happen. All right, so let us discuss. Now the question, did Shannon Sharp do Julio Jones dirty in this undisputed interview? And I am shaking my head no. I am not nodding. I'm shaking my head no. I've got Broadway show, pond water, and crypto. And we will combine all of this together together into a mallet like, and we'll cook it for about you know, about an hour, and we'll make some baba ghanoush is what we're going to make. Now, to lead off with, this was tremendous television. It was. Now, I sleep through Undisputed, so for me it was tremendous online content. But Shannon Sharp provided the signature moment of the last 24 hours in sports conversation. Now, as far as the idea that Julio Jones was ambushed, it's nonsense. I object to that. The smart money says that this was like a Broadway show. It was carefully choreographed, uh, and, and the, the idea that it was an ambush—that's that's overly dramatic. Fertilizer is what it is. And uh, there's a relationship between Shannon Sharp and Julio Jones, and he's you know, listen. They, they were they were. I'm not saying it was completely set up, but let's just say that Julio Jones was aware. I imagine. When Undisputed is on television, and he was likely tipped off that, hey, uh, this guy might be calling, right? You would have to be the village idiot to not realize what was going on, especially the way the conversation unfolded. So I just try not to be naive here. Skip Bayless, he sounded like a starstruck teenager, and you know, he was on Cloud Nine. He goes from like Cloud Nine, and then he's deflated. I, like, all of a sudden, when, when Julio Jones shoots down the cowboy rumors. Now, furthermore, the rules are, uh, are much different on cable television than they are, like, in the magic radio box where we work, and we are governed by the, the laws, the bylaws of the FCC, and we get training every year from our corporate overlords uh, at iHeart that what's allowed and what's not allowed, the proper decorum on commercially licensed radio is to announce that you are on the air. Now, it is implied that if you call up a radio show, your voice could be broadcast, but this is different. This is where Shannon Sharp was calling the other party. And the the regulations, keep in mind, this is cable television. They're more vague, cable television. Now, they don't have the same guardrails that commercial radio has, for example. You can curse on cable television. You can do all kinds of things you can't do in this domain, even though we are in the safe harbor, and I am the captain of the safe harbor, regardless. like Shannon Sharp, he, he asked three questions. He was cackling with Skip Bayless. They were having a great time, as they often do. And when Sharp finally formally clarified that he was on air at the request of uh, the, uh, the other person on the show, other than Skip Bayless and Shannon Sharp, Julio Jones was as calm as pond water. Right, So if this had been a gotcha situation where we gotcha, you think that would have been his reaction or his would have been reaction? His reaction would have been, "Oh my God, I have just announced to the world that I formally would like to be traded from Atlanta that I am gone. I should not have said that. Oh my God, am I in trouble? Holy crap. None of that happened. He was as relaxed as you could possibly be, didn't sound agitated, didn't sound like he had just been entrapped. You know, not realizing those words were broadcast. So, again, it leads you to believe that since he was unworried and unafraid of the ramifications, that this was all orchestrated. Right? Again, it leads us to believe that it was all choreographed. Uh, and, and also the fact that this was not scrubbed off social media and the, the people involved in it were promoting it and sending it out. And I promise you, because I, I may or may not have been involved in situations that were awkward and created you know angst and when those situations have happened things get scrub a dub dubbed right they get acid washed and vanish and disappear none of that happened the audio did not vanish it did not disappear Shannon sharp was promoting it. Julio Jones nowhere denied anything that you know he was he was misled led astray bamboozled hoodwinked horn none of that so the last thing here After the you-know-what hit the fan, now the Julio Jones news started bouncing around yet again the NFL echo chamber. State-sponsored NFL media claimed that Julio Jones had actually requested a trade from the Falcons a few months ago. Of course, that had not been made public until the Undisputed episode aired, which leads you to believe that came from the Falcons saying, hey, this guy actually did want to be traded and blah, 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 blah. And uh, we also learned that Atlanta is seeking a first-round pick from teams that want Julio Jones. Good luck on that. Uh, Good luck on that. Will anyone actually meet the asking price? You'd like to say no, but there's always a sucker born every day. But a, a warning label needs to be put on Julio Jones that Julio Jones is like crypto. He's like cryptocurrency. He is a volatile asset. And in the last season of his prime, age 32 season coming up, 2021, he's got a publisher's clearinghouse contract. We've talked about this in the past. Most receivers peak around the age 26 to 28. They start slowing down around age 30. Uh, And uh, the majority, with few exceptions of receivers, at about age 34, that's it. On average, they're out of the NFL. So now Julio Jones could be the exception of the rule, But last season does not give you much confidence. Uh, Julio was limited to nine games last season, had a variety of injuries. And if Atlanta is going to make this happen, they're actually still in good shape. They don't have to get a playmaker back in a trade. They would likely just get draft picks because Kyle Pitts, the the tight end, he's not going to be the Pitts. He's going to be the man at at tight end. That guy looks to be just a a monster masher, he-man at tight end. If he's as good as advertised, that's a big if. Calvin Ridley was a breakout star, a sensation of the Falcon Nation in 2020. Now, we are eight days away. There are eight shopping days left. And and then the, the, the Julio Jones flea market is open for business. Now, why do I say eight days left? Because trading Julio Jones for draft pick compensation has to happen after June 1st. It would be... Uh, negligence. It would be wrongdoing to do it before June 1st. So uh, that would free up, you know, $15 million in the Fugazi salary cap for Atlanta. Uh, And, and, you know, Atlanta signed him to a uh, three year, $66 million contract in 2019. So he's got some time left on that. The contract runs through 2023, but, they have to trade them after June 1st. Otherwise, it makes no financial sense at all. And I maintain the 49ers and the Raiders as the prime candidates to trade for Julio Jones. All right, here's the Ben Maller Show. If you would like to be part, we'll take your phone calls here at 877-99 on Fox. 877-996-6369. You can be part of the festivities here as uh, we hang out. I did want to thank the Goatman who uh, sent a nice gift package here. Uh, Goatman, uh, been a big supporter of our show. Social media contributor and a proud Iowan. And he sent uh, a few things along. So I want to thank Goatman. and I know Roberto was excited. You were excited, right, Roberto? Thank you, Goatman. Appreciate the shirt. Yeah. Coop and, and Eddie as well. So so thank you. I do appreciate it. that's a good looking uh, that's a good looking cap there. I'm gonna I'm gonna wear that in my rotation. I have a a pretty solid hat rotation, goat man, but that's gonna be in there. It's gonna be in there. I am pretty much people are gonna think I'm from Iowa with all the Iowa swag that I've got now. I've picked up from our friends in Iowa. You better pick up this hat as soon as possible or Iowa you're Sam's gonna, probably gonna, gonna take it. What size head does Iowa Sam have? I don't think that oh, yeah, that's it. true. isn't Iowa Sam you know, is he a Hawkeye guy or is he a Cyclones guy? I don't know. He might be a I know that's not even. It's not even a college hat though. It's a minor. That's a good looking minor league baseball hat, but it kind of does look a little bit like the Iowa Hawkeyes, uh, like the the colors and whatnot.
1: Yeah, it does. That's what I thought at first. That
6: was an yeah. Iowa Hawkeye jersey. Yeah, yeah. That's no, like apparently I mean, this is sure, an old. I mean, hat, yeah.
3: This is an old uh, minor league baseball hat, right? From back in the day. Yeah. Yes, correct. A defunct minor league baseball team that no longer exists. Anyway, all right, uh, Ben Mallows. we'll take your calls, 877-99 on Fox. We had Aaron Rodgers go on television last night and tap dance and pretty much say nothing. He did kiss a lot of us. He said wonderful things about his teammates, about the coaches, about the fans of the Packers, and he left out of that smooch fest saying anything about the Packer front office. And we did a monologue about that in hour number two. Also, the NBA issuing a statement. We talked about this earlier, but it's worth re- repeating. We can circle back to it. The, uh, the NBA issuing a statement uh, admonishing LeBron James in no way at all, saying nothing negative about LeBron at all, even though he violated their own rules to hang out with Drake. And uh, we, we yapped about that. No punishment, no fine, no suspension, nothing. And the NBA justified giving LeBron a free... Pass. All right, it's Ben Maller's show on Fox. On Fox as we press ahead. you got to earn those digits. We'll get to that, and we will do it next.
5: Good morning, good morning. The best part of waking up, it's Ben Maller on the air.
4: Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
3: The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full lineup of Toyo tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that.
0: Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com
6: And now live from the Fox Sports Radio studios, it's Ben Maller.
3: Got to earn those digits. We'll get to that coming up in a couple of minutes. And we take your phone calls also later this hour. Cite the bite, the great sports radio mystery. I be mean, coming your way yet again. Ooh. But back to the phones we go. Let's say hello to Ed in Arlington, who is next. Hello, Ed in Arlington. Hey Ben! Whoa, there's I, uh, a lot of ambient noise. I, I Hello, Ed.
8: I bet you uh, were afraid I was going to talk more Rangers tonight. That's actually not why I called. I called to see if uh, you could fire up the uh, Maller Nation Batmobile and send a crack investigative team because I, w- I want to rain a little bit on the parade here around Phil Mickelson. I want to know. Want y'all to tell us about uh, the PGA's. Uh, performance-enhancing drug testing regimen. Can we believe it? Can we believe that uh, Phil Mickelson is is clean? Because uh, his career trajectory seems awful suspicious. So are you, saying,
3: are you saying, are you Ed, in Arlington, that <laughs> it is more probable than not that our guy Phil Mickelson lefties on the gym candy, the gym juice?
8: Well, I I don't have any evidence that I don't know that, but no. I would like to know. Well, we it's always good. listen.
3: It's always good just to make accusations. Uh, I agree with that. I think that's my been my philosophy. No, <laughs> I I don't I, I don't know what uh, what's going on with Phil Mickelson, but I I do know golf is drowning as a sport right now without Tiger Woods around. They just start to get attention. Now, the hardcore golf fans are always going to watch. You're always going to have that base, but to get the rest of the general population excited. You might have to invest in some magic mushrooms because uh, it's not really working.
8: Yeah, I can I can see that. Uh, I think uh, golf's uh, taking a bit of a dive in recent years, uh, especially without Tiger Woods around to uh, to charm the masses. Uh, yeah. they're losing their uh, their their wide appeal. It's losing its wide appeal.
3: Yeah, I hear you. You a golfer? Uh, you you are, you're No, I'm not. I,
8: I can't. No, I, uh, I, I, in order to keep this uh, keep this a bit clean, I can't talk about my feelings about golf.
3: I did talk. Uh, okay. I guy.
8: took it. I took it in college as a class, yeah. and I thought my biggest achievement was I I hit a truck that was driving by the golf course. I was real proud of that. Yeah, I thought that was pretty good. I used to like. Hey,
3: I, I was it's I uh, it's tired. Never good at golf, but I, I liked going out to the driving range and uh, smacking the ball around. I, I liked that a lot. I thought was, that was good. Yeah, I, I, I haven't I, that. I haven't seen the ratings, though, for that. I don't know what the ratings are. I should have looked that up, but I, I assume they probably did pretty good. Phil Mickelson's somebody that people have actually heard of, so from a rating standpoint, I would assume they did pretty good, but I'll have to check that out.
8: Yeah, he's yeah. one of the few. I, I do look at, the, at some of the local tournaments and see if there's anybody entered that I, I recognize and he's one of them that I do. Yeah. But uh, All right. I don't All know. Right. He he Where just got d- kind of a Roger Clemens career trajectory and we know about Roger Roger the Doper. Yeah. So,
3: so you're not uh, buying into the narrative that this is what golf needed. This is gonna save golf. A fifty year old guy winning a major this is not gonna save golf is that well
8: no. well in mind if we if we can trust the PGA to, uh, keep their players clean well, That's what I well it about. doesn't
3: matter whether they can keep them clean or not if nobody finds out about it right you know there were people making accusations about Tiger woods for years that even when he was at his best that he was uh you know, doing the gym juice and but nobody ever proved anything so you know did he do did tiger take part in that you know some I, I have some friends in the media that are convinced he did but nobody ever proved it so I did pull out what you gonna do all right, uh, Ben Maller's show on Fox. Uh, let's see, who is next? Uh, eeny, meeny, miny, mo. Let's say hello to Dick in Dayton, who is next. Hello, Dick.
5: Good morning, Ben and crew. How are you?
3: Hello, Dick. What's going on?
5: Oh, Ben, I wanted to uh, yeah. honor Memorial Day this year because my late dad and my mom, it's her, they would have been married 75 years. Oh, wow. And I yeah. want to thank my Uncle Tony, my Uncle Chuck, yeah. my Uncle Carl, yeah. my, my Auntie Anne, and my Aunt Nellie for uh, the yeah. career that they wanted me to have and always taught me. It's so funny when I moved, Dad moved, you know, worked here in uh, wright Pat Air Force Base, but it's funny that I came to Dayton and, and uh, I became a, I don't know. I, I I always my my devotion was always to the Indians, to the Browns, and to the Cleveland Cavaliers. But uh, and I thank you guys, Fox Sports, yeah. you know, for carrying the Reds and carrying the Indians. Well,
3: and, uh, I have a lot of I a lot of saying that now. now I make a lot of decisions. So, what career did they want you to have, Dick and Dayton? Your your family? well, they
5: wanted me. My uncle thought I would be uh, in uh, home improvement, like I'm working now. But he yeah. thought I would, as much as I like Cleveland sports, he predicted to my cousin Carla, she's a big Red, I mean, Indians, Cavs, and Browns fan, that I would yeah. be a call-in show to the Cleveland radio stations.
3: Who? So your family projected that you would be a talk radio caller as a child, as a young guy. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Boy, they nailed that one. Yeah. Uh, is that a lucrative pursuit dick and date i mean you're, you're a celebrity you know you're famous people know who you are right yeah. they want to take photos with you and uh, do you ever get shy are you bashful
5: when people no, come up no, to you at the... uh, no i i don't because last night uh you know after this COVID, we uh john came back from florida but we got a call from i told you about the opera house wanted us to play twice there and i was talking to a guy in the strummers we got a couple concerts coming up so uh we're going yeah. to be playing a lot of music in the future, you know.
3: Wow, that is. You're going to be performing more than Lady Gaga. So that's exciting here. It's very you're, you're more relevant and the, and the mandolin never gets old. No, it does. Cuz it's already old. I love I do love the mandolin. I'm a big fan of the mandolin. I like the sound of it. It's got a good good twang to it for sure. Absolutely.
5: Yeah. So. But I wow. just wanted to uh you know, okay. thank you guys, too. You know, right. a lot of people came last night. you They come up to Dave, and they come up to Stephanie at work and say, yeah. I hear Dick on the Ben Mallor show. I mean, five people said that. That is so great. I feel honored, Ben.
3: Well, you're a celebrity, and remember, you have limited time. If you want to get a photo and an autograph of Dick and Dayton... Who was projected as a child to be a talk radio calling prodigy? It won't be denied. You can go to the Beaver Creek location, and you're there. Yeah. How many days a week do you work there, Dick and Dayton?
4: I, I
5: work Wednesday through Sunday.
3: All right, Wednesday through Sunday, you can hang out with and meet Dick and Dayton, buy some lumber. And uh, now, do you work? What section of the Lows do you work at?
5: Everywhere, everywhere. everywhere. I I actually work um, outside the parking lot, but I I help out wow. lawn and garden, you know, to the customers, load and mulch. And the yeah. biggest, biggest uh, market right now is uh, lumber. Yeah, people are yeah. buying lumber, you know, because we live near, you know, Cincinnati, and we live near, you know, up, uh, up near Buck Creek there. But sure. uh, yeah. you see cool. a lot of people, and they have a guy on Saturday that I call, every, and he always, he's it's called In the Garden with Ron Wilson. He's on I Heart Radio. And he takes my call about quarter of seven. He said, good morning, Dick from Dayton. How's Lowe's? You know, his name is Dave, and he's known as Dave.
3: I got you. All right, well, well, thank you, Dick. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. I guess it's appropriate that Dick in Dayton is looking over the lumber, You know, looking to see what's going on in the lumber yard there.
5: Long drive. I would say left field. Indians win the game, five to four extra innings. How's that?
3: That's a great call. I think Tom Hamilton right now is like, I better go on my LinkedIn page and update my resume. I might be out as the voice of the Cleveland Indians. Dick's right up there, though. He absolutely is. And the baseball team in Cleveland, they're looking to change their name. They're going to be no longer the Cleveland Indians. I recommend the Cleveland Dicks. And they can have Dick and Dayton as a logo, right? Why not? be great. You know, come on.
4: Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific.
3: Choose from the full lineup of Pirelli tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that.
0: You'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
6: I mentioned last hour, lots of apologies going on in sports. Did you see this story from the WNBA? Connecticut son, general manager, and head coach, Kurt Miller, fined $10,000 by the league and suspended for a game. Why? Because during a game against the Vegas Aces, he commented that one of the Vegas players uh, looked like she weighed 300 pounds. He was trying to get a call from the referee. He was talking to the referee, and he said something about she looks like she's 300 pounds or she's 300 pounds. You yeah. know, I guess she was moved around in the paint or something like that. So he was talking to the official, and the player- He said, hey, look, she's it. a
3: whale. She's a whale.
6: Ka- referee, she's a whale. Uh, her name is Liz Camidge. Is she fat? Lizzo. <laughs> yeah, <what> <laughs> she's six foot eight, two hundred and thirty five pounds. That's a beefy Damn! woman right there, man. Uh, she Although bi- six
3: eight, she's six eight. Six six foot eight, yeah. pounds. That's not that. Uh, that's actually not that. you know, Two thirty at six eight. That's not that much. No, uh, yeah, she's. I mean, she's a I mean, she's big girl, large for
6: a woman. Yeah, but, you yeah. Know, but she's, mean, not 300 really she's not three hundred pounds. She's not three hundred pounds, but. Ah, uh, she took to. She's uh, only a couple of cheeseburgers away, Eddie. That's true. That's it. She went to went to Instagram to complain about this, and that's how we all found out about it, or some people found out about it. And she said she is proud of being a big biatch. Uh, <laughs> she said she would never let a man disrespect her like that, and oh, uh, she yeah, was yeah. very upset about this. Uh, so Eddie, again, he was fined ten thousand dollars and uh, suspended for a game. Now, do you suppose if if this? Uh, this this young lady, Liz Cambidge, if she were a man, and the head coach made these comments in the NBA, do you think he'd be suspended for a game and fined ten thousand dollars? Well, 000? you would like
3: to think no, Eddie, but you know it's twenty twenty one. Everyone's a delicate little flower these days, and everyone's offended about everything. And you know it's not like. You know, back in our day, Eddie, when you know sticks and stones may break my bones, but names will never hurt me. Now names. Remember hurt when you. Gr- the names gorilla, the
6: gorilla in Phoenix, went out there and was making fun of like Oliver Miller wearing like a fat suit, and, like oh, an yeah. Oliver Miller jersey on? Yeah, I guess you can't do that these days.
3: Well, though, the yeah. greatest would be with the Philly fanatic with Tommy Lasorda, and uh, oh, you know, Lasorda in the old Lasorda days. lost his mind. Oh my God, Lasorda wanted to kill, literally <laughs> physical violence against the Phillies mascot. When, remember that the mascot, one of the famous baseball blooper tapes, he had a a doll of Lasorda, you know, a fat doll. He was tossing around. Lasorda ran out and took it away from the fanatic. It was amazing that Tommy could
6: move that well, actually.
3: Yeah, that was in I think that was in '88, the year they won the World Series. I mean, a long time ago. But he, uh, Lasorda, did not put up with that. But he, I mean, he had fun. I mean, he just he hated it, but he didn't like. Oh, I uh, I'm gonna you know, find this person. I didn't find the fanatic. It was fine. Not fined. It was fine. So anyway, so earn your digits. Well, uh, Bill Belichick back on the field with the Patriots. There's some off-season work, and yet again uh, the rookies running around. They have not earned their jersey number. So there's some photos floating around the interweb of Mac Jones. Now, last time Mac Jones was on the practice field, there were some photos snapped. He didn't even have like a practice jersey, but now he had the practice jersey on. And he was wearing number 50. So he will not be wearing number 50 when he actually gets assigned a jersey. But people, the people that love numbers and jerseys are up in arms, upset with Belichick, who is old school and does not believe you give rookies a number. You got to earn your number. You don't just get a number, and you earn your number by the time you report to training camp. You get your number. I'm a rookie. The other story that caught my attention, I, you got to love the, uh, the bull crap being tossed out by a former NBA executive, a guy named Billy King, who has been the general manager for a couple of NBA teams. He was in Brooklyn. He was the head cheese of the Brooklyn Nets, and he was there when they made that fateful trade with the Celtics, where they took an aging Paul Pierce and Kevin Garnett from the Boston Celtics and gave up a bunch of lottery you know, draft picks and all that, which the Celtics really didn't do all that much with. But anyway, Billy King is now using what we call revisionist, uh, revisionist history on this. The former, former Brooklyn Nets general manager says that the reason they traded the Nets for Kevin Durant uh, or, or for uh, Kevin Garnett and Paul Pierce was to woo Kevin Durant. Billy King said the focus was Durant. It wasn't LeBron. It was do everything we can do to put ourselves in position to get Kevin Durant. All right, Let me uh, call time out here. You smell that? Yeah, that's, uh, that's uh, crapola is what that is from Billy. I give the guy credit because he's trying to get back in the NBA. So he's like, no, that was a great trade because we, we were going to get Kevin Durant. And while we didn't get him while I was there, eventually Kevin Durant came and he showed up eventually. Okay, I'm sure that's exactly what happened in air quotes. I'm sure that's exactly how that played out. Meanwhile, we have the inappropriate wager, and our guy Richard, part of the blind Scott hotties, uh, has a wager. He says the, uh, the Suns fan wants to bet Koopa Loop, a Laker historian, if Grandpa James advances to the second round, this guy Richard will buy. Uh, he will buy uh, food apparently for the for uh, the crew. Whoever uh, Coop chooses, whatever restaurant Coop chooses, this guy's going to buy food. But if Phoenix were to win the the series and knock the Lakers out in the first round, boy we all hope that happens. If that takes place, uh, then this guy gets three golden tickets, and he says he wants to be allowed on the air. To tell one Kobe Bryant death joke during lame jokes. So Koopa Loop, how confident are you in the Lakers? Are you willing to risk it and allow this guy to tell an inappropriate Kobe Bryant joke on the radio? There are many floating around. Uh, but the only way that can happen is if the Lakers were to lose to the Suns, and this guy, uh if the if the Lakers do win, then he would he would give pizza or whatever you choose to the to you to eat. Who is this? Uh, this is Richard. He's the Blind Scott Hotties guy. Mm.
8: Yeah, yeah. Never uh, heard of him. I don't how know. How confident
3: are you? Come on, man. He's the president of the Blind Scott Hotties, the official fan club of Blind Scott, and the only member of that fan club. I don't. I don't typically bet on my teams once it gets to the playoffs. Come on. Oh, you are concerned, Koopa? That seems like a gimme right there. How could the Lakers blow this? They got LeBron and Anthony Davis. Come on. Look, it is, and I would love to take the bet, but. The Kobe,
1: the Kobe Come part on. at the end is—it's too much. I'm not going to stand for that. No, Coop, you got nothing nope.
3: to worry about. Coop, listen, listen. You got the only way that works is if the Lakers take it on the chin, and you should deserve some punishment if that happens. <laughs> yeah, but the, but the
1: <laughs> the, but the potential of losing my job we're, no, we're, you're not going to lose your
3: job. No,
1: we're no, headquartered no, in Los Angeles. It doesn't what, matter. Listen, what if it, Vanessa it was,
3: hears the joke? Oh, that's, she would probably sue us. Yeah. She's suing, she's suing exactly. everyone. That's a good point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All, right. All right. How about how about this? You'll let him tell the joke, but we'll, we'll we'll kind of like dump out part of it. How about that? You'll let him tell the joke, and then we'll dump out the part. Oh, where, we'll dump it out okay. for sure. Yeah. All right. Okay. There you go. All right. There you go, Richard. You, bet accepted. Go, sons go. Go, sons go. Rally the valley. That's Wait, it. That's for today. That's the whole series, right? That's for the whole series, oh, yeah. It's, not, no, that's it's right. not just game two. It's for oh, the whole okay. series. Yeah, easy. Yeah. Oh, no biggie. Easy. Are you concerned, Roberto? Sound no, a little no, concerned no, no. there. The Lakers might lose here, no, huh? No, no, a little I, concerned, no? No, no. The series? Yeah, right. No, I'm talking about game two. We fall behind 0-2 to the Suns. Oh, no big deal. Yeah, okay. Right. I'm not worried about that. I get the Clippers tonight. They're going to da- win. The, the Dodgers
1: down 3-1. That had me worried. So. Yeah, that had me. Oh, two. Let me tell Let's you what the, I am Atlanta upset about,
3: though. What's that? The fact that the uh,
1: Lakers and Clippers game start thirty minutes apart from I don't each other—stand other. that, dude. We're we're in LA. Like, I want to watch both of those games. What is that about?
3: Who came up with that idea? Yeah, how is that good for the league? S- some TV executive somewhere on the East Coast. That how came is up that with good that? for the know, league? I don't. I don't know. I can't tell you that. But Coop, your right hand's going to get a workout. That's what's going <laughs> to happen. Your right hand will get a workout. You'll go from game to game. And, I no. Uh, I'm. I'm not going to. Well, I mean, no. Here's what you do. Let me tell you what you do. You get one on your laptop and the other one, yeah. On your, for right. TV, a game on the, the laptop. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no the Lakers game. Well, no. I ain't tuning into the games, games until se-
6: after seven, so or seven thirty probably. Yeah.
3: Any snacks you're gonna have for the game? Anything you're planning to watch the game properly? Yeah. yeah.
1: I, I, I'm gonna put the Lakers on my TV because I don't want my TV to shut down in the fourth quarter. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
3: Awesome. Right. I look forward to the people's team rising up. Watch out. Playoff rondo tonight. Playoff rondo. Remember that. Playoff, Playoff P, baby. rondo. Playoff Come on, baby. Come through, please. It begins tonight. Marcus Morris going to knock down those money balls. The Mavs are in trouble. They are in trouble. But, but before, that, him, before just that, just that, where they want them. The Dodgers-Astros. Oh, That's good. we got a good night. This is a good sports night here. Hey, boo the A-holes from Houston. All right, straight ahead for us, Sight the Bite, the great sports radio mystery, Sight the Bite. We'll get to that,
4: and we will do it next. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.
6: From peasants to patriarchs, everyone is welcome in the secret society that is the Maller Militia listen live from two to six a.m. Eastern Monday through Friday, but catch up on shows that you might have missed on demand around the clock via the podcast. Sometimes there's some special censored moments that make it in there as no, well. No, that,
3: uh, that's a clean podcast. No, no, that's Go a clean, tune in family for all the podcast. Naughty,
6: naughty potty mouths. Tell your friends and enemies about the virtues of the Ben Maller Show. Tell a friend. Tell a
3: friend. Tell a friend. Share. 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 Subscribe. Share. Subscribe, yeah. subscribe yeah, to this subscribe.
6: podcast. Hit that button. Wherever you get your audio content and give us a five-star review, it helps supersize the Maller brand. Do it. Do it. Mallor brand. And now live from the Fox Sports Radio studios, it's Ben Maller.
4: It's time now to cite, cite the, bite, the Bite, where we play random generic sound bites, you know, inane sports and entertainment cliches spoken by so-called experts. And you right. try to tell us oh. who's doing the talking.
3: And away we go. Here it is. Time now for Sight to Bite, the great sports radio mystery. Someone from the wacky world of sports the last seven to ten days. It's an athlete, prominent media figure. Play a little clip of a soundbite, see if we can figure out who it is. Let's go to the audio tape right now. Here we go. It's stupid. It's stupid. It's stupid. Oh, that could be anybody. It's stupid. All right, someone from the world of sports, either media or player, former player, any of those categories. Will anyone get it right? Yeah, I'm going to go with caller five. Eddie? I
6: I mean, I think when I hear a clue, I'm going to know it because that voice sounds kind of familiar. I'm going to say five.
2: It's
3: stupid. Interesting. Uh, what about you, Roberto? LeBron James. LeBron James is going to get LeBron it right. James. clearly. Koopa loop uh, I'm going to go with caller number five. Caller number five, all right, uh, very good. It is Sight to Bite, the great sports radio mystery. Play it again, Roberto, play it again. It's stupid. Uh, let's start out with Slim the Trucker. Slim the Trucker, caller number one.
5: Ben Maller, Eddie Garcia, Roberto Coop. Ben, the, Lake, the Clippers are going to lose tonight. Uh, is this legendary Lakers center Travis Knight?
3: Travis Knight. He's one of the great Lakers centers. Much better than Kareem or Shaq or Will oh, yeah. Chamberlain. Is it Travis Knight? No. No. Thank you, Slim. I prefer All Chris right. Mim. No, uh, he was good, too. Uh, Sven Nader. <laughs> <laughs> Hurry up. We don't have a lot of time. Chris, uh, credit card Gordy. Oh, uh, credit boy. card Gordon in Ottawa. How about those Canadians?
5: Well, I don't want to talk about that till tomorrow. <laughs> so, anyway, uh, it sounds like somebody speaking to uh, Forrest Gump.
3: All right, is it Forrest Gump? as good as his calls. Yeah. All right, this person signed, predictions. person signed a letter of intent to attend the University of Hawaii to play baseball and football. Shane in Des Moines. Shane. It's
0: stupid. Hey, Ben, is that the always relevant John Koncak?
3: <laughs> the great John Koncak, yes, or contract as he was called. No. Thank you, though, Shane. Uh, caller for Hollering James. Oh, Hollering God. James in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Is it Michael Jordan? <laughs> <laughs>
6: Damn, Michael Jordan. I remember Jordan. when he letter intent to play in Hawaii. Was, yeah. Yeah, that was crazy. Shock,
3: North Carolina. Uh, all right. Uh, play stupid. again, Roberto. It's stupid. Was selected to the U.S. Olympic team roster in 2000. Justin, Cincinnati. Caller 5. CeCe Sabathia. Yeah,
5: that's oh! right. I win. I, win. I got I win. it right. That's a winner,
3: Sabathia. I
5: said I said 5.